Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out mariamenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I just love this song so much. This, this little, these, these violins coming in. So good. Hey there, After Buzzers, and welcome to another Black Sales After Show. Tonight we're talking season three, episode eight, also known as XXBI, or 26. And this, we've got two episodes left, you guys, so things are getting freaking intense. I'm Lauren Salon, and you can find me all over the internet at Lauren Salon. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-S-A-L-A-U-N. And you guys, I'm flying solo tonight. My girls could not make it, but don't worry. I, I got you. And if you are in the chat, let's talk this whole time because I want to know what you guys thought of the episode because I thought it was intense. Last week, if you tuned in, we we all kind of felt like there was a lot of talking, but... I think the talking was very strategic and very exciting in itself. So it was it wasn't too too boring, even though there wasn't a ton of action. And I think we got some really good action this episode. So before I dive into all my thoughts about it, want to tell you guys about a new show that some of our AfterBuzz peeps are launching tonight. All right, so. Some of you guys out there probably like learning about like celeb behind the scenes stuff, you know. So if you're if you're curious about what it would be like to be a celebrity's boyfriend or fiance now, who also maybe is going through midlife crisis, you guys are going to want to check out this new show. Or even just hearing like about behind the scenes Hollywood life, old TV and movie references, that kind of stuff, you guys are going to dig the Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro, who is Maria Menounos' fiance, which is recent news and very exciting. We're all super excited about, about that update in their lives. And so Kevin will be hosting alongside AfterBuzzer co-hosts Roxy Stryer, Ashley Daniels, and others for this super fun show. It is live every Monday and Thursday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific time on thetomorrowshow.com. You can also subscribe and download for free on iTunes. So go to thetomorrowshow.com for more info and check it out, you guys. All right, let's dive in to our Black Sales episode. All right, Silver Hawkins, I see you in the chat. I think it was a great episode too, for sure. So we start out with uh, Flint and Vane and Anne. They are in Miranda's house talking about intercepting the caravan that is transporting Jack to where the Spanish meetup is with Woods Rogers. So they all pretty much talk about how 
they all want to intercept this caravan and take this down for different reasons. Anne obviously wants Jack. Vane wants to just win in this battle. And Flint wants to pretty much set things back on track with him kind of, you know, with, with the pirate world, if you will. And this was a really interesting scene. I think it was very beautifully shot, just like all the shadows and kind of the mystery, and you don't necessarily know who's there at first. Um, but also because it it really touched on kind of the differences with class and wealth. So as we know, Flint used to be, you know, in government on the on the other side of things, not always a pirate. So he's used to that life. So we see Vane going around and kind of looking at things in the house, the harpsichord and just all these things that you would have or you would come in contact with if you had any money or you knew people with money, which Vane very much did not. That was not his life. So, you know, he's seeing all these things and a lot of it was pretty new to Vane, um, you know, obviously because they didn't have pictures, TV, things like that to hear about what these things are. So you would learn about them by actually seeing them in person. Um, so, and he pretty much says like, you know, luxuries like this are a trap. They lure men out of their dignity and freedom. And, and, you know, that's, that's like why the, you know, the pirate life for me sort of thing, um, comes in there. Um, and then we cut to Jack who is being held captive and now going to be transported. He's in the buggy with, um, with woods and, he, I, uh, I love Jack. Jack is one of our favorites all the time. He's just so witty, so funny, endearing, clever. I, we love him, right? Everyone else love him? Yeah, I think so. And he comments to Woods, in, who's in there with him. So Anne exchanged the cash for my release. And this, I don't really feel like I'm being released here. So what's what's up? And Woods is kind of like, oh, yeah, well, sorry, man things had to change. And obviously we see a whole lot more about where, where that's headed and, and kind of the consequences of that a little bit later in the episode. Um, so, but I'm going to kind of run through things a little more chronologically because I feel like a lot happened and it's just a little bit easier to do it that way tonight. So we've got Silver and Emmy on the ship. They're on the walrus, you know, talking about positioning and what routes to take and how the alliance between their two crews is critical. And it's, I, this scene with the two of them is so cute. I mean, we've seen this little budding interest from both sides, you know, the last two or three episodes, I think. And now it's just adorable. Like the little glances they're giving to each other and, and him kind of saying, Oh, you, you seem like you'd be concerned about me and my well-being, and she, you know, she's like, oh, no, you know, it's it's the alliance, and it's for our crews, and, like, that's the smartest decision for, for all of us, which obviously is true, but at the same time, she, you know, at the same time, she's like, oh, yeah, but I also, you know, I want you to be okay, for sure, so I think they're very cute, and, and later we see that, you know, there's some conflict and tension there that kind of not doesn't strain that re relationship, but they work very, one of the reasons I like them so much, not only cause I like silver a ton and I like Emmy, but because they are both very smart and I think they're like, you know, a, a like pirate power couple essentially. So, okay. Y'all in the chat silver. Yes. It did a pretty good job of showing the different kind of mindsets of pirates at the time. 
Many were former privateers who had become unemployed when the war with Spain ended, exactly, um, and still desired to remain under the crown. Others more rebellious, for sure. Katie Rose. Hey, Katie. Um, The textile background was cool since he was historically known as Calico Jack. Exactly. I love how they blend some history into the things, too. That was a nice nod, says Silver. They've done a good job of that last week when Long John Silver mentioned Long Memory. Yeah, totally. And I mean, jumping ahead a little bit when they're in the caravan later um, in the episode, Jack is, you know, talk, telling that story about how essentially how he became a pirate. You know, they had debts and he someone was coming to collect, essentially. And Jack had to basically, you know, get get scrappy. And yes, relating to history, the rise in piracy in the Caribbean was a result of the crash in wages from of the working class people. And, you know, the rich got a lot richer, but everyone else kind of suffered from that. And so Jack's story, Vane's story, those are very normal stories, you know, life of labor and like turning it around, you know, and, and really just having like going to the tavern or or the the whorehouse as as like the highlights of your day pretty much so that's you know that's what turned turned men to to piracy so totally makes sense um oh yeah silver that moment like that scene was nuts i'm not sure i think you were watching with us last week but that scene last week holy freaking cow dude I love Silver and I he's he's taken this transition into being kind of this darkness is is in him now. And in the beginning of the season, I think it was a little depressing because we love Silver and to see him suffering so much and to see him so down about things was was tough because you didn't want to see him hurting and looking so tired and worn out and hopeless and all that stuff. But last week oh my goodness you know he walks in there to all these pirates that used to like be on their side or no people that don't know him it was only Dufresne who knew him and Dufresne and his weasley little jackassy mouth says crap and ah dude silver's speech and and brain stomping nuts and oh gosh it was just intense like that that's the sort of speech in that moment that like you know, that's a legendary story that those pirates would be, you know, telling over and over and over again, like how Long John Silver kind of, you know, stormed in there and smashed Dufresne's head. (laughs) And it was super gnarly, too. Anyway, back to this week. Okay, so we've got, um, you know, they're talking, so back to Silver and Maddie. The lines between their crews, very important, and we have a conflict between the Maroons, so Maddie's people, and, um, you know, Flint and Silver's people. And Mr. Dobbs has, you know, there was some violence, some men were killed, and Mr. Dobbs takes the one who is kind of the instigator, and they're like, okay, well, we need to kill him, you know, we need to do this, he's the one who started this conflict, all this stuff, and they they beat the crap out of him. You know, he looks awful. And I forget what the what his name was, but um, but, yeah, he looks awful, and that kind of continues throughout the episode of, you know, what are we going to do with this situation? You know, we can't say what happened because that's going to divide the two crews. And we're already so, you know, these men were former slaves. Like we're already 
things are very delicate as it is. And they've only been working together for what, like a week, two weeks. So it's not like they're like this whole, oh, we're all on the same team. Like things are great. Like, no, we keep seeing conflicts and tension and issues coming up between these two crews. And this sort of thing would not have gone, gone over well at all. And Emmy, I, I really like Emmy, you know, she, she says, um, later, you know, I, uh, or no, they, they're silver's concerned that their story is going to get out. And he obviously is, you know, he's, he very much values making sure all his men are behind him and trust him and all that. And he's done a great job of getting into that place. But now things are, things are just kind of messy right now. So he wants to address the crew with Emmy and kind of talk about what's going on. And she walks over and cuts him free, her, her man free. And Silver's like, uh, hold it girl until we know what he's going to say to everybody. And we tell him exactly what he can say. He can't leave this room. And she, uh, she's like the, the connection she has with her people was so cool. I mean, this moment is she has to swallow so much of her pride in that moment, but it was very powerful. You know, she says, he's going to tell people that he acted insubordinately to me, you know, and that he had to get punished for it. And I felt like this was so, and I think we actually talked about this before, but I felt like this was very Khaleesi of her. If anyone, anyone else, you guys in the chat, what did you think? Does it make you like think a little Khaleesi from, um, from Game of Thrones? Anybody? No, just how she's, you know, it's not like she's brainwashed her people, but her people, especially with Khaleesi having been, you know, all the all Khaleesi's people are former slaves as well. And just that kind of loyalty they have to their leader, who, you know, both of which are women, of course, but that loyalty loyalty they have toward these women and and how well they each know their people. I thought it was I thought it was a very cool moment, but um, very powerful in her lack of action and in her restraint. I thought for sure. Um, and later on, she says when she's talking with Silver, you know, I'm fighting the urge, not Khaleesi per se, just that she was being a leader. Yeah, yeah, I think she was being a leader. I don't think, I mean, you know, that was, it just reminded me of that a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. Bigger picture. You know, she's saying like, I'm all I want to do is like enact revenge essentially and like see more blood spilled, but I'm going to fight that urge in me to make sure things go smoothly. Yes, exactly. For the bigger picture. Um, and then basically silver ends up okaying the, the beat down of Hobbs. They don't, or Dobbs, sorry, autocorrect up in, up in my notes. Um, they don't kill him, but it's like an eye for an eye type thing, which I feel like Dobbs is the one who's most likely going to spill the beans on that situation and kind of cause trouble. You know, because he's going to be all pissed about that and, and not to mention pissed, but like he got the crap beat out of him. But so so I don't know how I, I almost wonder if we're kind of going to see that, like bite them in the butt a little bit. But we shall see. So going back, let's talk. Let's talk now a little bit about um, back to back to the caravan. I kind of jumped ahead there with the Emmy and Silver situation. So um, we've got. Max, so we've been talking for a um, 
We've been talking for a few weeks about how this season has not had very much sex. Like, there's been allusions to sex, but not much sex going down. And we finally got some sex in this episode, you guys. We got a little girl-on-girl girl with Max and a new girl who surprisingly looks a little bit like Eleanor. Anyone find that? Um, you know, coincidental? Not really. And... Um, Oh, silver. Several crew members who beat him. That shows him he didn't have the support of the walrus crew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we've got Max with this new girl, and the girl is trying to play her a bit. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, she chose me because I don't know the stories, you know, that have been going around. And I'm kind of like, you know... Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what's, what's, what the whole deal is. And I haven't heard stuff about you yet. And essentially trying to almost blackmail her in a sense. And Max nips that in the bud, like immediately. She's pretty much like, uh, you know, you, you quiet that down or I will end you pretty much. You know, she doesn't, this girl's new to town and yeah, she might not know the stories, but then she also doesn't know the stories and doesn't know who the heck Max is, which is kind of a theme in this episode with later all of Woods's men not knowing who Max or Eleanor are in, you know, the grand scheme of NASA. So very, very interesting. But yeah, there was our little, little sex scene for you. Um, looks like Max had a good time. Um, Max seems to have a type. Yes, for sure. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought that was totally her leaving. And I almost thought, I don't think it happens. I don't think they crossed paths in any way, right? No. Um, but yeah, very much like if you didn't see the connection initially with them in the bedroom there, they wanted to put that next scene with Eleanor to be like, oh, yeah, they do look alike. You're right. Um, and so Eleanor comes in to see Max and tells Max about Anne, and she's like, yeah, Anne, Anne Bonnie didn't try to kill anybody. She found out that she had been tricked and she was exchanging all the cash for Jack and they didn't turn over Jack. And she was being told that Jack's being tortured and all this stuff. And she didn't even try anything. And Eleanor, I feel like Eleanor's being kind of dumb, not thinking anything's up with that. And then Max points it out. She's like, dude. Hello, do you know, do you know Anne Bonnie at all? Obviously, Max knows Anne much, much better. Remember our little love triangle situation we've got going on? But Max is like, uh, there were eight men, I think eight, and she's like, and she didn't try anything on anybody when she found out she had been lied to. Okay, if you had sent like a thousand men, she would have attempted to kill everybody if she knew she would be crossed. So they know something is up, okay? So they are a step ahead of us. Um, let me get back to, I'm, I'm going off here. Um, let me see what you guys are saying in the chat. Um, she's trying to run game on Max and Max perfected that game. Exactly. Rick, Katie reminded you of the scene from season one when Mr. Scott showed up to interrupt them and Eleanor totally gave that girl the side eye. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that specific scene, but I do remember we had so much more sex in season one. I swear. Not that like, I love the season so far. This is my... I think my favorite season, but yeah, we, we haven't gotten too much, too many sex scenes, but anyway. All right. So, um, we jump back and it kind of ties in nicely with Jack with Woods in the caravan. And he's like, you know, I know you think you're all like smart with what you're doing here and you kind of 
turned turned the tables and switched things up, but Anne's going to try to screw this plan up for you somehow if she knows she's been crossed. So you just you may not be as smart as you think. And then we learn that Woods told several people different routes. So this is like, I mean, I feel like this reminds me so much, you know, anytime you don't want something to get spoiled, like put out a bunch of different lies about it and you're just going to create confusion. So Woods was smart with that tactic, you know, because I feel like he and Jack and Jack even says this later, they are like tit for tat, you know, going back and forth and kind of one upping each other to a certain extent and both very smart men. And at that point, Jack's like, oh, you silly man. Anne's going to do something to mess this up. And he's like, Oh, you silly man. We put out several wrong routes. So nice try. We'll see if she guesses right sort of thing. Um, And then we cut back to Max and Eleanor with Woods's men and they know what's up. They're like, oh, crap. Like Anne knows. Flint knows. They knows. Like all the guys were like, you know, scared of right now essentially know that something is going on here and they're plotting something and they're smart ass pirates so we gotta you know put our guard up a bit and they're she they're telling one of woods's men and he is so condescending to them he (laughs) and doesn't believe a word that they're saying and thank you anthony doesn't believe a word they're saying. And oh my gosh, this line, when he says this to her, he's like, just because the governor put his trust in you, I'm not going to do the same. What? I, the like, it's so, that was such a ridiculous line, but I kind of loved it. I was like, ooh, he just called her a slut. Um, I thought that was pretty hilarious what did did you guys think of that line come on anyone else love it and i mean he like is dissing eleanor which you know not cool don't be a dick like that but at the same time like he does not know that they are gonna get screwed so bad you know and that they need to be listening like the thing with woods is this kind of situation like sleeping with eleanor kind of shoots himself in the foot because now his men aren't listening to her or Max when they know Nassau so well. And that was the whole point And the whole reason why Eleanor's in the inner circle anyway, is because she knows the area and that she can give them insider info. And now she's giving them it and they're not listening. Cause they're like, Oh, you're just his like piece on the side. He just has a crush on you and you guys sleep together. So there you go. Um, Eleanor is pretty cool. You know, I like Eleanor a lot. More. I like, her this season much more um, than I have previously because before I really don't like her very much. Um, he's not really Woods' man. He's Ro- Royal Navy. Yeah. Oh, Silver, you, Silver Hawkins in the chat. Oh, I'm not irritated. I sound like I'm irritated. You are so, you know everything. I love it. I love it. Keep, keep us, keep all the facts coming. Um, and yeah, so anyway, keep, we're, we're move, moving on, moving on. And so in the background of that scene, kind of when they're talking to the Royal Navy, um, so I mean, they're all on the same side, but when they're talking to the Royal Navy, um, we hear more coughing in the background. So we know that, and, and this came up last episode, I believe it was last episode, um, you know, the men are, they're falling to, you know, this, the local sickness. They're coming to an area where they've never been and getting exposed to germs that they've never seen. And just like happened way back when, like 
guys are dying from this stuff. Um, and so that's a very serious threat, you know, um, they, and, and Max even brings this up that the governor's governor's caravan issue and like Anne and Matt or Anne and Vane and those guys knowing kind of where, not knowing where it is, but having some sort of plan. That's a problem. First problem. Sickness is another big problem. That's going to leave us weaker in manpower. And, you know, while Max and Eleanor might be the only ones, you know, the few on their side who are immune to it, like they're screwed if they don't have people to fight. Um, is Blackbeard in it? Blackbeard was not in this week's episode, but I, I think we'll see him again. And I hope we do. I hope he like comes out of the trenches and comes back to some like heroic forgiveness thing of like, Vane, you little bitch, you crossed me and you betrayed me once again, this time for Flint, but you're my little, my little son, man, child. So I will help you guys win or something like that. I don't know. Um, I hope that's what happens, but anyway, moving on. Um, so Eleanor and Max talking about, you know, we know Flint, all this stuff, but if the caravans attacked, that means there's a spy. So, you know, there's somebody here that we can't trust and lo and behold, the, ca the caravan is attacked. The, the dialogue in that scene before it happens, I just loved that with, with Woods and, and Jack. And they start fighting in there. And I liked this, seeing this from Woods, because he's been like a little, he's not necessarily like slimy. I think he's very, he's pretty... Um, I think he's pretty like fair in what he's doing, like, you know, given the situation. Um, but I liked seeing, obviously we see his scars. We know he's been through some like physical stuff and I'm sure like fought some gnarly fights, but I liked seeing some of that, even though it was like directed at Jack, who I love. Um, and then, you know, we see all these kind of like guys with like not masks but their faces covered like attacking the caravan it's Anne. it's vain it's all their guys they're like you know shooting killing guys and the the caravan crashes and this whole scene this was such a fun scene like such a good action scene it was relatively small and it was pretty much the biggest action scene that we had and it i thought it was I thought it was great. And I love how we saw little Jack's hand, like they crash and he's buried in all the crap and we see his little hand like move. And then, oh my gosh. And runs over, kisses him. He's like, ah, that hurt. Of course he like has some like silly little comment to say, but I just thought that was so freaking precious. You guys, I thought it was adorable. Like we know they love each other so much. And I think a lot of the time we see that love as like a, a friendly or like, brotherly sisterly not to like make it weird but like more of like a partnership type of love and I think we saw that like more romantic and like you know they're they're each other's soulmates sort of uh, love in this episode and I just really really liked it um and oh hold on let me you guys are chatting a lot I love it um Silver, yeah, think Blackbeard will come back. Maybe he'll refit the Spanish man of war into the Queen Anne's Revenge. Oh, Glenny. Oh, hey, Glenny. Blackbeard will go after Eleanor, I think. Yeah, because he, he wants to protect little baby Vane. Anthony, he must go all badass with the tails of his beard on fire <laughs> and then kill everybody. <laughs> uh, 
hopefully that's how it happens. Um, Max used the phrase you and I so many times in a row in that scene. Oh, yeah. She's like, still loves Eleanor for surezies. Um, great scene. Luke Roberts is doing great. Yes. Um, creating the character for sure, guys. Okay. And so before we move on from that little scene, um, hello. So they, you know, just had a gnarly battle. Freaking Woods gets up, shoots Vane, and Vane gets down. And then Vane's like telling Anne and Jack to run, like telling them to go. And obviously we've seen already in this season that Jack, Jack and Vane have this adorable, um, like bromance and they really like each like value each other and they don't want to see the other die and i think it's just i think it's real cute real cute little bromance going on so ann and jack are on the horse and they're like shit we gotta like save vane come on like let's get him and vane is like f no you guys get the h out of here and save yourselves like i am not worth it you guys are going to get captured if you stay here go i mean not in all those words he just says go um or run and dude woods has his gun but then he's got like this stick thing i think he like ran out of shots or something but um yeah i love vane i love vane um so woods has got this like big club and he's coming after vane with it and vane thankfully has a sword but he's on the ground and woods is beating the crap out of him you guys watching this i was so stressed i'm like sitting here in the studio watching and i'm like yelling i've got like my you know it was a very stressful moment, and for a split second, I thought we were going to lose Vane, and I was really nervous about it. Um, but we don't lose him, but the rest of Woods' men come and capture him. Ugh! And so Woods returns back to Nassau, and... Um, you know, he comes back all beaten up. Eleanor rushes to her side as we knew he would. And I know like watching it, we're all just like, oh my gosh, she doesn't know that he is vain. What is she going to do when she finds out that he's got vain? Like all this stuff. Um, right. Glenny, the suspense of exactly. That's like literally what I just said. The suspense of, of her, like, you know, waiting to see what exactly she does when she sees him. And we'll get to this in the like in a minute when we talk about like the very final scene. Cause I thought it was so good. It was so good. You guys. Um, so after that whole situation, we cut back to Flint and those guys and bones is they're all talking about going back to get Vane and bringing up like, okay, guys, uh, Vane wouldn't want us to do that. Like we need to have like eye on the prize and same thing with like, you know, everyone needs to keep in mind the bigger picture, which is a theme we've kind of been seeing throughout this episode. And Billy actually offers to go back and address the situation with all the kind of, you know, the old pirates there. So all the guys who took pardons and see if they can kind of disrupt the status quo. And that actually is if we I mean, Billy reminds us of it this week. But that was actually, you know, we know this from the past that Billy's parents were political agitators. So that was where that was why they were cast out and why they became pirates, because they challenged, you know, what was going on, the norms of of the the kind of, you know, where they were living. And that's why they that's why he's where he was. So he's like, guys, I know how to do some grassroots like shit stirring. So let me go back there. I'll chat with the pirates. We'll get I'll get people riled up and we will get vain that way and if we don't get vain that way at least we'll like knock their 
you know, their, their group effort off a little bit. All right, hold on. Now I'm getting back in the chat. Sorry. It's hard. You know, I'm, I'm trying to tell you all my thoughts and then I got to check in with all y'all. Um, great cliffhanger. Yes. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Love Jack's such a groomer. Those sunglasses in season one. Yes. Groover. Yeah. And apparently those sunglasses were like historically accurate too. Um, Okay, Katie, I don't think Eleanor is going to be nearly as attracted to Woods now that he's hobbling around. <laughs> Scars are hot, but all beat up. Maybe not. I don't know. He, like, got in a gnarly fight and, like, is a badass. You know, well, maybe. Um, Silver, I think he'll be up and about the next episode. Yeah, besides Woods Rogers isn't one to lie around. The Spanish shot him in the face and it didn't stop him. Exactly. Even though he's kind of, like, I think he's kind of a bitch. He, um, excuse my language, he, I think he's, like, a lot tougher than we than we know and I think we saw that side tonight or I watched it tonight Saturday um can't tell what side Billy is on that's funny that you say that because obviously a few weeks ago we saw him being like let's just let Flint die I'm okay with it screw him you know remember how he like totally turned on me a while back um and now he's like I think he's he's all about like his pirate boys I don't know. I don't think he's going to pull anything. Okay. Oh, really? Silver. Silver. Which is a means for survival. Okay. So let's talk about this closing scene with Woods and Eleanor. You guys. He he talks about how he's been hesitant to have her as a partner. You know, he thinks she'll be pulled back into her, her old ways, if you will, of being like, you know, on the side of the pirates, essentially. Like this, you know, she hasn't been on the right side of the law for that long, even though she thinks she's all like high and mighty. Um, and she says that he's wrong. And he's like, OK, well. The man that I have in my cell right now is the embodiment of that temptation for you. And this, I thought this scene was so well written. I just loved the writing from both of their parts. I mean, obviously Eleanor did most of the talking, so her stuff was incredible. Um, But I thought it was all so good. And in this scene also, we see that Woods has a bit of a cough. So, guys, I feel like he's going to die soon. Sorry. Um, So she's like, okay, you want to know what I thought when you first walked into my cell? Like... And with this, you guys, I've I said this before, but I don't know how much I trust what Eleanor says to him. I think she's still fully playing him. I think she has some real feelings, but I think she is so playing him. Um, agree with Billy Bills for the Pirates, but don't like Flint. Yeah, I think he's still got some beef with Flint, as he should. Hello. Um, but he, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Silver. He, he should have a little beef there with Flint. But I think, again, greater good. And he loves his, his Pirate boys um so back to Eleanor she's like I thought you know I was consumed by one thought when I first saw you that you and like aligning myself with you essentially would might be the only opportunity for me to gain revenge against Vane for killing my father basically and she's like and I love you you know she's like I trust you I believe in you I love you you know I I still think I think there's some realness here but I think it's all in an attempt to either get revenge for her father and reclaim some position of power. And also because this is her only option for survival. Like she was going to be killed otherwise. Like, duh, you know, she's in a like rock and a hard place. Of course, she's going to play this guy and use her lady ways to convince him, you know. 
But I thought this was so smart of her, whether it's true or not. And she's like, I am going to tell you, and I love you, so I'm going to tell you the absolute truths. I honestly don't know. Because he asked, you know, when you walk in and when you see him, like, that's going to be the moment of truth. And she's like, I honestly don't know what I'm going to think, feel, do, all that stuff. And I thought that was great, especially with it juxtaposed against or like paralleled with her walking to his cell and then them both seeing each other and then the episode cutting right then. Ooh, that was nutso. Um, Silver, don't think she's playing him at the, that moment. I think she's being earnest. Besides, was her only real take of her future? No power base at all without her father's training company. Oh yeah, no, she's, this is, Woods is her only option. But at the same time, I do think, yes, and Woods is married, but aren't they all married or something? I don't know. I, I think there is some truth to it, but I think she also very, very much knows that that's her only option and she better not F it up. You know, and if that means letting herself have a crush on him, letting herself love him, letting her him believe that she does. She's going for it. I still think she's going to screw him over in some way. She's she already screwed him. <laughs> um, anyway, bought every word of the speech except the loyalty and love parts are exaggerated for her survival's sake. Yes, agreed. Um, Katie and absolutely, Glennie says absolutely, but I reckon she's keeping something aside. Yeah, he's going to be in trouble when she finds out he's married. I don't think she he is she is going to have a big deal about that. I don't know. He's married to Sarah Whetstone, daughter of Admiral Sir William Whetstone, former commander of the Royal Navy in the West Indies. He's dead by now, though. He was something of a father figure to Rogers, though. Okay, interesting. There, See, our boy Silver with all the fun facts. Um, so, yeah, I thought that scene was incredible, and I think Eleanor's delivery of it uh, or Hannah Hannah News delivery of it was so well done and you know we we opened this episode with well we didn't open it exactly but one of the very initial scenes was Jack all alone in a cell and then we open uh, or we close with Vane alone in a cell obviously very different circumstances and we swapped pirate for pirate but I think it worked very well because it wasn't just like a, a tradesies. I mean, it it's going to bring Eleanor's story full circle. You know, the whole reason she's so pissed off and she's in this position anyway is because, you know, she's been motivated by a hatred and, and heartbreak and betrayal by Vane. So them coming face to face, like, Ugh. all right, I'm coming back to the check. Silver. Which is one of the reasons I hate they slept together. It's such a TV cliche. <laughs> yeah. Um, that scene with Jack and the mouse was pretty great, too. It was. It was. Oh, I love Jack. Um, all right. Let's get in. Any, anything else, you guys? They're in the chat. Anything else we should touch on? Hmm? I don't think so. I think we kind of hit it all, and we've we've been talking for a while. I've been talking for a while, and all you guys in the chat have been talking to me for a while. All right, so let's do some predictions, huh? Woo, 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 yeah. Prediction music, dance party by myself. I hope everyone else who's watching is dancing a little bit. Okay, so in next week's teaser, we see... Um, Eleanor telling them that, you know, you can't let Flint call the shots of the battle. You know, he's a smart, smart fighter, and he is. And 
we also learn that we've got a week until the Spanish come. So things are just continuously ramping up. As far as my predictions go, I mean, I kind of already mentioned one. I think that I got very nervous that we were going to lose Vane. I don't think we're going to lose Vane. I don't think Vane's dying. He can't. It would break my heart. Um, I think that Blackbeard is going to come in if not. So we've got two episodes left. Ten episodes tonight was or this weekend was eight. So we've got nine and ten to go. I think in either nine or ten, Blackbeard is coming back and he's going to be a badass. I love Blackbeard, you guys. I loved him. And I think he's going to come back. He's he already forgave Vane before. And now little baby Vane is in a pickle. And I think Blackbeard is going to have some key role in freeing Vane. I think that I think Woods is going to die by the end of the season. Um, I think that he, I think he potentially could be near death, like with his sickness and then gets killed somehow. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Silver, the, the sickness is going to ravage his expedition completely. I think that Billy is going to have some success with kind of getting some dissenting pirate, pirates, <laughs> pirates to join their group. Um, I think we're going to see some conflict with Silver's kind of squad on the ship. And I th well, actually, Horningold saw the walrus. And so they're like heading for them. And I think there could be some discord with the guys on the walrus that makes it, I don't know that I don't think Horningold would be able to capture them. Horningold in his day was a badass pirate, even though we haven't necessarily seen a ton of that. But anyway, um, yeah. What, how many predictions am I giving? Oh my gosh. I'm like just talking nonstop. Um, they could have Horningold men. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. So I think Blackbeard's coming back. I think, Woods is going to die. I think the illness is going to put them in a pickle like um, like Max and Eleanor were talking about. And, ooh, I don't know. Who do we think the, the, the spy is? Do we know that? No, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I think... I think Anne or Jack might die. We've, t we, when the girls were here with me, we talked about that and I don't know which one I think is going to die, but I think one of them is, and it's going to be so sad. I just have this bad feeling. And for character purposes, like I think it could happen. Tease Jack may be dying for a while. So they might bait and switch exactly and kill her instead. <sighs> I think so. You guys. Okay. I'm getting stressed now just thinking about somebody dying. I like yeah, guys, if if Vane had died tonight, which I don't think he really deep down I didn't think he was going to, but I probably would have cried. Anyway, I think that just about does it for this Featherstone. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um so the spy is Featherstone. Okay, I think that just about does it, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in in the chat with me. Let me just like real quick give all y'all a shout out again. Rick Chen, Silver Hawkins, Katie Rose, Anthony Jackson, um, Glennie Bows, Bows Bows. Sorry, uh, if there's anybody I missed, I don't think there is. Um, thanks for tuning in. I mean, you guys tune in all the time, so we really appreciate it. But I especially appreciate it tonight because I'm flying solo and I can only talk to myself so much and I can, I can do that you know a lot but it's nice to have you guys to talk to 
Um, yeah, Featherstone is a prostitute. You're right, Silver. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Guys, thanks for tuning in. You know where to find us, youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Make sure you guys are subscribed and catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. When you're, at, when you're in iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. Write, it, write a nice comment. We'll read it on air. Give us five stars, all that stuff. And you guys follow me all over the internet at Lauren Salon, L-A-U-R-E-N-S-A-L-A-U-N. I'm, I do a lot of Instagramming, Snapchatting, and tweeting, and um, we'll, we'll all be here next week and excited to chat more with you about, about more black sales and more pirate business. Thanks for watching, and hope you guys all have a really great night. All right, bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.